Welcome to the Bad and Bitchy Podcast. I'm Erica and Ryan McMahon's with us. That's if you guys the truth, I am. <laughs> so if you guys have been listening, if you haven't listened to this week's podcast, um, I'm not going to reintroduce Ryan again, but I encourage you to go back and listen to episode 79, where we give Ryan all his accolades because there are many. In oh, my yes. opinion, including <laughs> uh, including Oreo cookie Blizzard eater. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that your I'm favorite? Just, well, I mean, I've I've recently made a return to ice cream, which is not great for my uh, for my farts, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> dairy's not good for great for that. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's it is summertime, and if I'm going to indulge. Uh, which I may have today, which is why I brought it up, which I didn't mean to, but now I have to deal with it because we're recording a podcast. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an eater of the Oreo cookie blizzard. Awesome. I am, what's my favorite? Um, I think it's, you know the crispy bar? Oh, yeah. That one. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm a little yes, yes, sir. You had me at <laughs> Blizzard. I you literally had me at Blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our misogynist of the week is um, Bernard Valcourt. Oh. Yeah. So Bernie. who's Bernard? Who's Bernie? Uh, Bernard Valcourt is the uh, former. Uh, Minister of Aboriginal Affairs under Stephen Harper from 2013 to 2015. And this week, uh, this week on Twitter, he blasted the National Inquiry into missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls and wrote it off as, quote, this is what he says, how far do those activists, how far do those activists will go? What has been the cost to Canadians for this propagandist report? What have we learned that we did not already know? Who feels better in Canada among First Nations for that thunderous, silly conclusion that we all wanted to kill them all? This is Bernie Valcour's uh, response to um, the use uh, by the National Inquiry of the term genocide in its findings. And so my award, uh, I would like to give the award to Misogynist of the Week to uh, Bernie, Bernie Valcourt. What an asshole. Yeah, like big asshole. What a big asshole. What a big asshole. I mean, bro. Just. Okay. Like, how dare we think that, that you know, Canada wanted to kill indigenous people? Well, I don't know. Where did we get that from? Where could we have possibly gotten that from? Just because indigenous people are still alive and that you haven't killed off all of them doesn't mean that that was never in the cards. Like, I it's it's almost as though the failure to actually eradicate indigenous people is used as as an excuse for why that was never the case in the first place. Well, like, and that's basically what he's saying. Yeah, and you know, look, I I, I went back to be fair. 
uh, as a journalist, I went back on Bernard Valcour's uh, Twitter feed because I'm sure that if he has such strong feelings about the term genocide that he would surely have a Twitter stream full of other critical insights into the inquiry and, and that he would have been voicing those same insights through Twitter uh, to add to the discourse and the, the conversation around around this very important issue nationally. Uh, mm -hmm. But no, not a no. single, not a single fucking tweet. Now he had nothing else to say. And in fact, uh, the CBC pinned him down and got an interview after his comments. And he says, I take offense to Canada being accused of genocide. My comprehension of genocide is measured by what genocide really is. And I don't think it serves any purpose to call the action of the government genocide because it was not genocide. So again, now this word, as it was used in the TRC, became became a, a hot button point for so many people, and it, and it's become one here. And we're completely losing fact. Uh, we're we're losing sight of the fact that there was a national inquiry into tens. Or sorry, there was a national inquiry into thousands of missing and murdered indigenous women and girls and if you want to be critical of the use of the word genocide bernie then i trust that you will also be willing to dip your toe into the conversation about the larger issue which so far in any of his public comments or otherwise he has definitely not well it makes you wonder what he was like as aboriginal affairs minister Oh, well, it doesn't make me wonder because I could tell no. you <laughs> that guy was a steaming, steaming piece of shit. And I'll go I'll go one further. I, now I'm name call, calling. Let's let me stick with the misogyny part. Yeah. Um, um, Mr. Valcour uh, is is like is on the record. I, I don't know if you remember. He, first of all, he publicly supported Lynn Bayak. Second yes. Of all, uh, second of all. Do you remember when the announcement was made that the government was going to have the inquiry and everybody stood up in the room and Minister Valcour remained Oh, seated? that was him? Yeah. And Tom oh, Mulcair looked him. over and gave him stink eye. Yes, I remember that. Make sure I we post that, that photo in the show notes because <laughs> it's an iconic photo. That miserable prick wouldn't stand up then in front of families of missing and murdered indigenous women. And he had his arms folded and it looked like Tom Mulcair farted in his face. Um, <laughs> he's long been uh, a, a public hater and disdainer of all things indigenous. And now we got him on the record in regards to one of Canada's biggest shames. And um, man, to, you know, no couth, no... Like he couldn't just wait. He couldn't just wait to have his say. He had to. He had to. He, he had to be a part of the conversation. He literally doesn't tweet about anything else uh, for months, and then he has to dip his toe in here. It's it's unfathomable. So with with um, ministers like that, there was no fucking. There's there's no fucking hope. I have a question for you though. A lot of people feel that a conservative government um, would be disastrous for Canada at this time, which, you know, given, you know, Andrew Scheer's right, far right wing proclivities, I would say, I see that. Do you think there is a fundamental difference between the liberals and the conservatives in terms of how they approach reconciliation um do you actually think one is worse than the other 
Yes. Uh, I, okay. think the, I, I think the conservative platform is abysmal. In 2019, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's unacceptable to have the type of platform that the federal conservatives do now. It, it is reminiscent of a federal indigenous platform from the 1940s. It basically doesn't exist. And uh, mm. in 2019, given the political discourse and the social responsibility questions being asked in this country right now, it's, right. A, sh- it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sham. It's, it's completely mm-hmm. unacceptable. So Valcor faced immediate backlash on Twitter into Sunday today, um, which included reaction from leading indigenous voices like Cindy Blackstock, uh, Pam Palminer, and others. And given that the, you know, the conservatives are having a very interesting week, Um, an interesting week of 1940s meets 2019. So the other thing that happened this week was that MP, what's his name, Michael Cooper, Cooper, who berated the Muslim man who connected um, right wing media basically to to um, to events such as Christchurch and and the mosque shooting events by far right individuals. Right. And he got upset because, you know, he felt that conservatism or conservatives were being unduly persecuted because they always have a persecution complex. I've never seen so many people in power have such a persecution complex. I have to say. Yeah. And it just goes to show that the conservatives are not equipped to deal with these issues. I think what did they say? They're just not ready. They're they are definitely just not ready and uh while I I echo your sentiments um, to be continued. I think this yeah. is why we have to be more diligent than ever in 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 journalism and news coverage of of this election. And and you know I I travel across this country for a living, and uh, I listen to people and I, I hear people. And I mean, we just have to look to see what's happened in provincial politics to see what might happen in federal politics and every listener of this podcast had better get ready to get out there and talk to their neighbors and talk to their family members to, to uh, ensure that our country doesn't swing that way because uh, we're real close. And the Bernie Valcors of the world are out there waiting for more Bernie Valcors to emerge and to appear. And um, it's dangerous, man. So we're, 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 you know, we're, uh, we got to be diligent. Uh, We have to be diligent. Um, is, sorry, is Bernie Valcor still in politics? Uh, not as far as I know. That's a good question. No, I don't think so. Okay. But the point is, is that I think what I'm trying to, the case I'm trying to build here is that these people with power who, you know, who walk among us have, when we say they have power, they have power to influence They have power to influence legislation. They have power to influence politics and party politics and what gets done and what gets funded. Here is my piece of 
the um of a I, I guess a rant when CBC talked about the when they wrote about the National Enquiry in in the headline they pretty much used how much it cost not the price how much it cost to do this I think it was nine the, the 92 million dollar um, inquiry or something right. like that and I found that disturbing to be honest and I found it disturbing because I almost thought what they were saying is look how much money this cost was it worth it like and I didn't that's not what they said but the point is they like out of all of the of the articles that I've read from the Globe and Mail from the Toronto Star that wasn't even mentioned but the fact that CBC put that in the headline and then talked about it like they mentioned it throughout the article I find disgusting to be honest yeah well it's I mean it's uh it's it's uh as far as I'm concerned it's a moot point I mean it's it's um these things are expensive um nothing no amount of money brings these people back to life and so yeah what what do we value one one thing over the other do we value uh the cost that an inquiry um uh takes or do we value human life and of course it's expensive uh so was the royal commission on aboriginal peoples so was the truth and reconciliation commission so was the uh the inquiry into the killing of dudley george and and so will be the inquiry into the killing of colton bushy i mean the, uh, you fucking stop killing us canada and and <laughs> then uh, and then we won't have to talk about how much these things cost um, and so, yeah, it's gross that they use those things as headlines and it's gross that that people would use them as political talking points. I mean, and, and the truth is, I mean, to go one step to, to even complicate it even further is the indigenous community is split half and half. Most some didn't want an inquiry and some did. Some knew that um, this inquiry was going to tell us what we already knew and some people didn't care. They still wanted it to happen because it has to be on the national record. And so, you know, it's a complicated thing, but yeah, it's, it's, it's expensive and it's, uh, it's big, heavy work, but we wouldn't have to do that work if, if, if this country stopped killing us. So, I mean, it is what it is. We're, we're, we're going to, uh, we're going to look at these recommendations. They will be studied. They will to- be torn apart. They will be parsed out to different segments of the population, whether they're, you know, the RCMP, whether they're the provinces and support services, whether they're, you know, calls for more harm reduction services. However, these recommendations get get, get passed out um, and find their way into the onto the ground, into the grassroots, and into the organizations and and. Um, and uh and and systems that are meant to serve uh indigenous peoples uh it's 2bd we'll see i mean uh, we're talking about building better futures in this country and i think part of that means that we have to look in the mirror and sometimes looking in the mirror costs 94 or 92 million dollars so yeah and on that note the the message to canada is stop killing indigenous people thank you all right. So thank you, Ryan, for spending this time with us, with me. Um, I truly, truly appreciate it. You've now I'm going to go like look up stuff and read more. 
and um you've you've like honestly tickled my brain so oh that's so awesome thank you for having me very much i appreciate the chance so catch us on facebook facebook.com slash bad and b podcast twitter at bad and bitchy instagram at bad and bitchy pod email bad and be pod at gmail.com patreon please contribute to our patreon patreon.com slash bad and bitchy we got merch redbubble.com slash people slash bad and bitchy um and we look forward to seeing you tonight for our live show which starts at 8 30 well doors open at 8 30 it starts at 9 and if you don't have a ticket yet we have pinned the Eventbrite link to our Facebook page so you can find it there. We look forward to seeing you all tonight. And thank you, Ryan. And of course, your bye has to... I loved your your Becky, okay. Tammy bye last time. Okay. All, right. <laughs> all right. One, two, three. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, <laughs> bye Becky. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Tamara. (laughs) Bye, Jessica. (laughs) I hope. Are people on your team any of those names? I hope not. That'd be. I'd be in trouble. (laughs) It's bad and (laughs) bullshit.